As tensions between Russia and Ukraine continue to rise, some fear that China may take advantage of the U.S.'s preoccupation with Eastern Europe and increase its military pressure on Taiwan. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson warned a security conference in Munich over the weekend that if Ukraine was invaded, it would have damaging consequences worldwide, including for Taiwan. He said people would draw the conclusion that aggression pays and that might is right. Meanwhile, a local scholar said that Taiwanese should express resolve to safeguard their sovereignty to prevent any miscalculation from China. The area around the Taiwan Strait has a very important maritime route. 90% of Japan's oil and 76% of its natural gas must pass through this area. Taiwan is also very important for the US's missile defence because it can prevent Chinese submarines passing through the Basha Channel into the Philippine Sea, which can then threaten the US mainland. If we strengthen our own resolve and will, it will strengthen the willingness of our allies to defend Taiwan. This can create a virtuous cycle and deter China's potential military adventurism. Taiwan's representative for Germany, Xie Zhiwei, also told the German media if Europe, NATO and the U.S. were busy handling the crisis in Ukraine, China may possibly take the opportunity to attack Taiwan. However, Xie also said regardless of what happens, Taiwan has made adequate preparations in the event of a Chinese assault. As the Ukrainian crisis heats up, international crude oil prices are soaring. State-run oil refiner CPC says starting tomorrow, the price of gasoline will rise by 0.3 NT per liter and diesel by 0.6 NT. The price of 95 and leaded at 31.7 NT per liter will stand at a three-month high. Many taxi drivers are worrying about the impact this will have on their livelihoods. Early Sunday morning, many motorists braved the cold and drizzly weather to queue for fuel at petrol stations. Some went to grocery stores first and then headed straight to petrol stations. As tensions between Russia and Ukraine continue to rise, international crude oil prices are ballooning. State-run oil refiner CPC says starting on Monday, the price of a litre of gasoline will rise by 0.3 NT dollars and diesel by 0.6. This means CPC will raise the price of 92 unleaded to 30.2 NT dollars per litre and the price of 95 unleaded to 31.7, a three-month high. Meanwhile, the price of 98 unleaded will rise to 33.7 NT dollars per litre, while diesel will rise to 28.1. Taxi drivers are worried about the hit this will take on their wallets. It will cost 1,585 NT dollars to fill up a sedan with a 50-litre fuel tank with 95 unleaded. This is 705 NT dollars more than the cost in April 2020. No wonder motorists are complaining so much. 
Four local cases of COVID were reported on Sunday. Two of the cases were from Taipei and New Taipei, and they were traced to a cluster linked to a religious gathering in Taipei last week. Another case in Tainan was linked to a cluster in an oil refinery in Kaohsiung. The fourth case in Taoyuan was the wife of an infected airport police officer. Currently, four members of his family have tested positive. All four of Sunday's cases had tested negative initially and then tested positive while in quarantine. The CECC believes they will not affect the broader community. As for imported cases, a staggering 66 cases were reported Sunday, 24 of which had tested positive upon arrival at Taoyuan International Airport. No deaths were reported on Sunday. Washing your hands may be the last thing you want to do on a cold day like today when the water coming out of the tap is freezing. But doctors say in addition to wearing a mask, people should not neglect hand washing, particularly when the weather is very damp. A study has found that viruses, including the coronavirus, can linger for more than five minutes when the humidity is high. It's wet and cold in northern Taiwan. But to fight the pandemic, people still need to wash their hands, even when the water coming out of the tap is freezing cold. The water is quite cold, but hand washing is a must. The water temperature indoors is fine, but outside you can feel the impact more. Experts are reminding the public that it's easier for viruses to survive in low temperatures. In a range from 4 degrees to negative 20 degrees, viruses can indeed survive for quite a while. When the weather is cool, our respiratory resistance is actually quite poor. Not only low temperatures, but humidity also plays a role in the lifespan of viruses. Foreign research on the survival rate of viruses has found that if humidity is below 50 percent, such as in an office, the infectiousness of virus particles are reduced by half in just 10 seconds after being exhaled into the air by a carrier. However, if humidity is at 90 percent, more than half of virus particles are still infectious after five minutes. Damp and cold air will allow easier dispersion of droplets in the air. And this will actually lead to a greater chance of infections caused by droplets or aerosols that would have traveled a longer distance. A greater degree of humidity means that a virus that usually survives for a few hours can survive for several days. The longer a virus survives in an environment, the greater the possibility of infection. Given that the wet and cold weather will be around for a few more days, doctors are advising the public to maintain indoor air ventilation wear masks, and frequently wash their hands. Taste of Europe is a video series featuring diplomats stationed in Taiwan cooking dishes from their home countries. In the latest episode, Daniel Lorenz, representative of the Hungarian Trade Office, teaches viewers how to make chicken paprika. The base is very simple. You yes. use some onions, onions. You, you, you heat them up. Representative of Hungarian Trade Office Daniel Lorenz introduces the ingredients needed to make chicken paprika. The ingredients include diced chicken breast, chopped onions, paprika powder, chopped parsley, pickles, tomatoes, bell peppers, and sour cream. As for the side dish, Hungarian dumplings, you'll need eggs, flour, salt, and oil.
onion dices, uh, heat up a little bit yes. and uh, we, we glaze it basically. The first step is to dice the onion before heating it up to glaze it. Then put the chicken breast in to heat up as well. As you see now it's, uh, it's getting, getting, white. To, getting white and uh, as soon as it's completely white we can add the further ingredients. And I think now it's the perfect time to add the paprika. Then add in paprika powder, tomatoes and bell peppers. It all, almost looks now our national colors. Yes. Uh, red, white and green. So let me add some, uh, just a little bit of water to it. Water. Okay. So, and now we can put this to a rest. Maybe, I think, maximum 30 minutes of flour mixed with uh, this here. After leaving it to boil for a maximum 30 minutes, it's time to add flour and mix it with sour cream. Then add a bit of salt and pepper and stir it all together. Why we do this is to borrow the heat and gradually uh, heat up the, the sour cream. And make it soft. A, a nice pot of boiling water. To prepare the side dish of Hungarian dumpling, add some salt into the boiling water. Prepare 200 grams of flour and add salt. Then add the egg yolk and take everything to boil. Aiming for here now, it's uh, something like a pizza pizza dough, yes. but still uh, a lot stickier. Then place the chicken paprika next to the dumplings, and it's ready to be served. A new episode of Taste of Europe is released every Friday. In each episode, representatives from 15 EU member states teach viewers how to make authentic European dishes from their home countries. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Tenshin Han in Taipei. Becoming a street performer in Greater Taipei used to be incredibly difficult until recently. Aspiring performers were once scrutinized by a panel of judges as part of a government exam, which had pass rates as low as 10 percent. That all changed in March last year when Taipei, New Taipei and Geelong decided to do away with the rigorous exams. Nowadays, anyone can become a street performer. Tonight in our Sunday special report, we take a look at what the new system means for street performance culture. On weekends and holidays, fascinating street performances take over this pedestrian area in Taipei. Some of the artists show off their skills to the public. Others croon to the sound of a guitar, creating a quaint atmosphere for passersby. Whether it's through flashy stage shows or quiet portrait drawings, these street artists put their all into their craft. Every second counts, because securing a place to perform is no easy feat. Street performers have always been divided into three categories. The first is performance arts, such as music and singing. The second is visual arts, such as drawing or creative work. The third is arts and crafts. Previously, becoming a street performer was an arduous process. In 2005, the government instated a policy to screen all performers. The first step of the approval process was a government exam in which a panel of judges would assess applications based on four parameters, artistry, program design and cohesion, interactivity and suitability for street performance. Applicants would be granted a permit only if they cleared the exam. 
The pass rate was even lower than the bar exam for lawyers. Back then, there would be eight judges. They would decide whether the performer could obtain a permit. If more than one of them gave approval, you'd be okay. You had to put together a two-minute performance. Over New Taipei, the highest pass rate recorded was just 30 percent. In Taipei, it was even harder to get a permit, with just 10 percent of applicants passing in some years. Though it was difficult to obtain a permit, that didn't stop many stars in the making from putting themselves out there to kickstart their dream career. Public attention and cheers can bring show people closer to fame. But what's more important is making a good income, which is possible by securing busy venues at popular times. On weekdays, I perform about three hours in the evening. I only take one day off a week. On weekends, I work from two to ten, eight hours. That's with no rest, no food, no water, and no sitting, because I want to make money. I feel that resting will cost me some income. In an average month, I can make 40,000 to 50,000 NT. Around the world, performers of all kinds liven up the streets of cities with exciting shows. To create greater diversity in street entertainment, some local governments decided to remove the restrictions of their performer screening process. In March 2021, Taipei, New Taipei and Jilong adopted a basic registration system, removing the requirement that performers must pass a technical assessment. Now, all performers have to do is register online for a permit and sign up to book a performance space for a fee of 200 NT. Once that's done, the show is on. In Europe and the Americas, there is a lot of freedom for street artists and street performers. After many discussions, we decided that everyone should have the freedom to perform and put their work out there, and that they shouldn't be subject to restrictions. With the easing of regulations, the number of applicants has skyrocketed. According to government data, in 2019, 1,648 applications were filed to the Taipei city government. In 2021, after the new system began, almost 3,000 applications were submitted. Over in New Taipei, the number of applications in 2021 tripled from 2019. But the removal of the exams means that the hard-won permits of the past suddenly became worthless. Of course, from a realistic perspective, they feel that opening up these gates allows a lot of people to become street artists. But for performers who rely on the art to make a living, it makes things harder. After all, in Taipei, there are only so many performance spaces. If everyone signed up, there wouldn't be enough space to perform. And that would definitely cause everyone's earnings to plummet. Plummet is one way to describe it. So some people have begun looking for other jobs. They're making street performances side gig or just a part-time job. 
Though cities have opened up new performance spots, they have not been enough to meet demand. Taipei and New Taipei have only added four in 16 performance areas respectively. The space shortage has turned online venue booking into a fierce battle. This is how it works in Ximending. Registration opens on the 1st and the 15th of each month. There are two areas open. One is inside the commercial district, at a square outside the drugstore. The other is outside the shopping area, outside exit 6 of the MRT station. The spot inside the commercial area is more sought after than the one outside. I didn't manage to book any for this month. Another concern over the new system is that now, there's simply less quality control. The fear is that those who live off their art now stand to lose opportunities to less polished performers. Not all performances are on the same level, that's very normal. Because people who have only just started performing obviously won't be as good as people with 10 years of experience. But I think that people being more willing to perform on the streets is a good thing be it just for fun or because it's something you've wanted to do since you were young. I think that being willing to give street performance a go is not a bad thing at all. Tang Jingyuan is just 17 years old. He started his street performance career after the registration regulations were eased. He's a champion Diablo juggler who throws the axle around to the latest pop hits. His number attracts the attention of passersby who stop to marvel at his skill. Standing by myself on this stage really wasn't easy. My first performance was here at the Bottle Cap Factory. I was many times more nervous then than I was at the national finals because I felt maybe the audience wouldn't understand the skill. Maybe understand isn't the right word. It's like some moves that I do that I find simpler you might see as being harder or the moves that I think are complex you might find basic. So that's something that you always have to consider. How are you going to attract an audience and how to create moments? Interacting with the spectators in this animated performance is yo-yo master Yang Yuanqing, who's put on street shows for more than 15 years now. He holds a Guinness World Record for most napkins snatched from a table with a yo-yo. As a veteran of street performance, he says the new permit issuing system can promote street arts and culture. There are more street artists coming out now, but I think the people who watch us do have a discerning eye. They can tell whether something is good or whether you need to go home and keep practicing. As the audience, we decide with our tips whether to allow this person to continue performing. The true key to survival in the street performance world is the applause and tips from the public. Shows that entertain and move the public make the city a captivating place to be.
When I watch a performance, it depends on whether I truly resonate with the show or whether it stirs me emotionally. I stay to watch for a while, and I ended up getting truly immersed. When it ends, I'll go give a tip. I support the policy change because I think it will let more people show off their talent on the street. The general public will be the ones to decide whether or not their performer is a good street artist. Whether a street artist succeeds depends entirely on the passers-by who watch the show. As such, performers have to make the most of every chance they have to show off their skills or risk losing their spot to countless other talented people eager to step into the limelight. It's been a miserable weekend with the arrival of a cold wave late night Saturday. On Sunday morning, temperatures plunged to as low as 2.7 degrees on the outlying Matsu Islands. As for Taiwan proper, the mercury dropped to 7.2 degrees in Dajia, Taichung, and 7.7 degrees in Shimen, New Taipei. Yangmei in Taoyuan also saw a temperature of 7.9 degrees. The Central Weather Bureau says Sunday is when the cold snap reaches its height. It predicts that temperatures will start to rebound Monday morning, but not by much. Regions north of central Taiwan can expect to see a low of around 11 degrees. It won't be until next weekend that the mercury will climb back to 15 degrees. The public is advised to bundle up when heading outdoors.